This is Eighth Day Encouragement, a recap of the Sunday service, offering hope and faith from the Church of the Holy Trinity, Manhattan. You can find us online at holytrinity-nyc.org. This Sunday, we celebrate the Feast of Corpus Christi, the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. In other words, the Church invites us to reflect on what the Holy Eucharist means in our lives and how it changes us over time. There are a lot of different understandings of what we might refer to as the Eucharist, using the Greek word for thanksgiving, or the Lord's Supper, some traditions even say the Last Supper, or what we most often refer to as Holy Communion. We have differences even in the way we name the service and the sacrament. Well, the extreme Protestant view, Baptists, some Presbyterians, and others, would hold that the bread and wine, whether fermented or unfermented, are symbols and reminders of that loving meal Jesus shared with his disciples and friends. The extreme Catholic view, transubstantiation, holds that through the words of the priest, the bread and wine substantially and objectively become the body and blood of Christ. And so in that tradition, each mass is what some call an unbloody sacrifice. That really makes its point, doesn't it? Well, those of you who are familiar with the Episcopal Church and the Anglican tradition will understand that the Anglicans tend to take the middle view of things. Our church's official belief is in the real presence of Christ in the Holy Sacrament, though we don't specify or demand what one understand about the mystery of the real presence. Anglicans sometimes recall the words of John Donne, the 16th century poet, who wrote, He was the word that spake it, he took the bread and brake it, and what that word did make it, I do believe and take it. (laughs) In other words, receive Holy Communion and let the Spirit teach you. Way way back in in our Book of Common Prayer is a section called simply the Catechism, and in it is a really wonderful section on the Holy Eucharist. There, the Catechism outlines what it calls the benefits of the Eucharist. It says the benefits we receive are the forgiveness of our sins, the strengthening of our unions with Christ and one another, and the foretaste of the heavenly banquet, our nourishment in eternal life. Hidden within each of these benefits, there are dangers and possibilities. When we partake of the body and blood of Christ, we are forgiven. We're forgiven again. Our sins are washed away at baptism, but the ongoing accumulation of sin in our life meets its match in Holy Communion. The second benefit, according to the Catechism, has to do with strengthening our union with Christ and with one another. In a culture that suggests we live only for ourselves, we heard it even from the White House for four long years, for us to obtain something that is not only for ourselves but for others is rebellious work. And so the Holy Sacrament reminds us to feed one another, to participate in common union, and that can bring its dangers. In communion, we're reminded that we need each other, The common cup, the common bread, underline that we're not so different from one another as we sometimes are led to believe. 
barriers of race and class and education, differences of national origin or sexual orientation or marriage status, they're all dissolved in the common chalice. They're baked in the common loaf. Finally, the body and blood of Christ, this holy sacrament, gives us a foretaste of the heavenly banquet, that sacred meal in the presence and love of God that has already been begun by the, the faithful of every generation in the past who have died and joined God fully. They've begun the party, that great feast that we too will join one day. Jesus says, those who eat my flesh and drink my blood have eternal life, and I will raise them up on the last day. The one who eats this bread will live forever. May we live into these words, these words both dangerous and delicious. At the 11 o'clock a.m. Holy Eucharist on Corpus Christi Sunday, soloist Guadalupe Paraza sings Panis Angelicus by César Franck. The bread of angels becomes the bread of humans. The bread of heaven is given a bounded form.
You've been listening to Eighth Day Encouragement. The eighth day is a Monday after the seven days of the week, but the eighth day also stands as a new creation outside the pattern of the usual seven. And so the eighth day symbolizes resurrection, hope, and the possibilities for new life. I'm John Bedingfield, the priest and rector at the Church of the Holy Trinity, Manhattan. I hope you'll come and visit us in person one day, but you can also worship with us through Facebook Live, follow us on YouTube, and learn more at holytrinity-nyc.org. God bless you this week and always.